Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now we've been asking the franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Rob Flanagan, the president of Wagon Wash. And Wagon Wash is the ultimate destination for cats and dogs. Their pet store franchise provides high-quality foods, professional grooming, a self-service wash, and a vast array of products that are personally selected for your companion animals. Hi, Rob. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Living the dream, and thanks for having me. <laughs> You're most welcome, Rob. It's great to have you. know, we had Wagon Wash on our show many years ago, and what we like to do is invite our guests back as, as the organization continues to grow. Maybe you could tell our listeners where you're calling from today. I am calling from beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Wow, and it is beautiful out there, isn't it, Rob? It is. It's, uh, it's, it's rather chilly here, but uh, yeah. you know, Colorado gets a lot of sunshine, so you know, definitely no of complaints. Course. That's fantastic. Maybe, you know, we can go back to the beginning, Robin, you know, because we have a lot of new listeners since we last had you on the show. And, you know, you can talk a little bit about, like, the history or even, like, some of the highlights of Wagon Wash over the last several years. Yeah, gosh, that's a great question. So, you know, the brand actually started uh, 20 years ago. Uh, We're we're celebrating Mm -hmm. our 20th anniversary next year. And uh, the founders, Dan Remus and Jeff Strauss, uh, started it in 1998. And the, the driving force behind that was that they were both working in corporate America and they had an, an aging, what we call companion or an aging right. pet named Jenny. Right. And they, they, they just felt terrible about leaving her at home so often. And they wanted right. to create a business where they could bring their companion into work. And right. 
started out as a self-wash with a, a bakery, and then over years it, it, it's grown. And we have four revenue streams. We have grooming, self-wash, pet food retail, and then the in-house bakery. And, and that, that kind of transition, uh, you know, really was driven by the founders. And, and they said something right. when, when I first came aboard that I found to just be very important for any entrepreneur, which is a lot of entrepreneurs will come up with their business and say, I created something great. You should love it. And right. their philosophy has always been, we created something we think is pretty good, but we want to hear from you, our guests, our customers, how can we make it better? And so that, that wow. evolution has really been driven by that philosophy. I uh, started franchising in the 2000s and then really got behind the franchising model uh, about 2013 and currently at 19 locations, just had a grand opening in Lakeville, Minnesota, and looking forward to next year. I imagine this must be a busy time of year too, Rob, isn't it? You know, I mean, of course, the holidays, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, the pet has really become yeah. a part of the family, haven't they? You know, it, it, things have really changed. Oh, uh, it really has. It, you know, I'm not sure – you know, I, I grew up in southwest Virginia, a uh, farming right. area, and, you know, your dog was, was often on a chain in the backyard mm-hmm. and wasn't really considered part of the family. Right. And that's, that's very different now, and uh, that's why we call them companions, because they are right. part of the family. And the pet industry is in the $68 billion range now, and wow. it's, it's booming and yeah, this time of year, retail—it's a—it's a busy time. But I gotta tell you, it's—it's amazing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's actually so much fun because you're—you're you're in these stores. Everybody's bringing in their their companions. They're trying to buy treats and presents, you know, for wow. their companions. It's—it's um, actually—it's uh, no complaints. It's—it's it's a ton of fun. That's fantastic. I saw also, I think it was, was it this year, Rob, you guys also won Retail of the Year. There was an organization, the Voter Wagon Wash, the Retail of the Year, which I thought was fantastic. We did, yeah. Uh, Pet Product News uh, voted us uh, one great. of the, uh, the top retailers and one of the top franchi- uh, one of the top pet franchises. So That's incredibly terrific. honored. Uh, you know, the accolades are, are always welcomed. Uh, but you get it if you've been in franchising. It, it's a testament right. to the franchisees. It's a testament to our team. Um, you know, what, what we did when that award was given, it was at uh, something called Super Zoo, which is a big uh, pet trade show. And, and we right. brought our franchisees up to accept that award because it really is a testament to, to them uh, as much as anybody. So, yeah, but definitely very, very honored to receive that award. How's, how's the organization using technology today, Rob? I'm sure technology is a big part of the business, you know, being in that, of course, that, having that retail stream. How are you guys using technology? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, gosh, world's changing fast, isn't it? Right. And, and technology is at the forefront. <laughs> We're all just trying to it keep sure up. It sure is. Um, so one thing that we, we launched this year uh, in terms of using technology is we uh, – introduce what's typically called a loyalty program and mm-hmm. you know that has its frequent buyer component to it but right. we put in some place that uses more in-depth technology so that we can better market to our guests so typically what you would see in retail is you're like well we're going to send out a everyday direct mailer we're going to send out some coupons whatever it may be right with the platform that we put in place we can actually track and see 
oh, this customer is using the self-wash but not using our grooming services. Let's send them a a more individualized offer. And so that way they're getting rewarded for things that matter to them, not being rewarded for just some – a more generic type of approach. So we launched that July of this year. Uh, we, we partnered with a company called Insight Out of Chaos. And okay. and so far since that launch, it's been uh, – the numbers have just been phenomenal. And, you know, gosh, I can go into a specific store and I can see the top ten guests that we have wow. at, at that location. And That's great. So we're – yeah, it, it's really, it really has been phenomenal. And, you know, and we haven't actually even announced this to our franchise system yet, but we're uh, maybe right. we'll do it here. <laughs> yeah. And so in January, using that technology, we're going to go to each store, uh, find the top customers, uh, uh, the, the franchise company is going to pay for it, but we're going to send them a significant uh, dollars off that we're going to cover for the franchise stores. And it, it's our way of saying thank you to our guests that are, Right, you know, really, really loyal, loyal to the brand. We want to make sure that they're recognized because those customers are so important. You know, as you know, Rob. You know, I mean, these are the customers that typically, of course, you know, they refer your business. You know, because they they love you know the company and uh, you, you know, so it, it that that data or that information becomes really powerful to the franchisee, isn't it? Oh, it is. Uh, you hate you hesitate to use language that's you know hyperbolic, but. Right. It really is the the lifeblood of understanding uh, your business and and, and being able to use that technology. So, like when we kind of got all the data in, what, what we see within our brand is, you know, the thirty percent of the customers generate anywhere from seventy five to eighty percent of our sales. And wow. then, so you, you really start to understand, you know, the the different segments that your your guests live in. And then how do you right. market differently to those segments? And, uh, you know, and I, I think sometimes people can hear that type of dialogue and they're like, well, you're, they see it as without any heart. It's like, oh, you're just trying to get more money out of your customer. And that, that's really not our approach. Like we really want our guests to feel like a, a member of our pack and a member of our family. Right. And we want this program to reward them for being part of this. And and so that, that technology platform has been fantastic. Uh, going into next year, uh, you know, we're we're exploring using an app um, and uh, putting that technology in place. You know, upgrading uh-huh. our website um, and, wow. and just using what's out there to be able to better serve our guests. That that's really what it comes down to. Terrific. And what about the, know, we, and we do oh, some ahead. things old school. I gotta say, <laughs> like yeah. this isn't even really technology, but like. Next year, we're, we're putting this in place. Uh, any new member that joins our, our, our loyalty program, you know what? We're, we're going to give them a phone call, and we're going to send them a card wow. that just says, hey, welcome to it's, – it's old school. It's not as right. – you know, it's not the, maybe using that technology. But I, I think those things still matter, uh, at least from my perspective. And so we're, we, we want to cover all the bases. I love that, Rob. I think that's great, you know, because I, I think a card is more meaningful today, isn't it? Because you don't get them as much anymore, do you? Or you don't get phone calls anymore, do you? You really anymore, don't, do you? yeah. So it, it makes it's an really impression, doesn't it? That's fantastic. It, it, it I does. think it's terrific. And, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're right. Like you, you, you check your mailbox, and it's you know you, you don't get a letter anymore. Like if I got exactly. a letter, I don't know what I would them. do. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, well, I, I think I think it's really clever. Yeah. After this interview, I'll I'll get your address. I'll send you a letter saying thank you. So. <laughs> That's terrific. That's fantastic. You, what about you know the majority of our listeners, Rob? We call them aspiring franchisees. You know, most of them are looking to, of course, get into oh, a franchise and wagon washes. It, it's it's a great it's a great opportunity, but what what types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees today? I'm not sure if it's changed over the last you know five or six years, but you know it, what do you look for when you're meeting with a franchisee? Yeah, I, I would say it has evolved, um, and I think for any brand that uh, has moved into franchising and is, is right. growing, uh, that it should evolve because you're a different sure. system. Agreed. And this is a little bit of a cliche in franchising. I, I don't think it's the best phrase, but it, it does mm-hmm. accurately capture it. But you have pioneers and you have settlers. And right. I think when a, when a brand is first launching, you're, you're looking for those pioneers, those people right, that exactly. want to be first and foremost. They uh, do want – they're excited about having a little bit more of a say in where the brand goes because, let's right. be honest uh, – you become a 500,000 store franchise. Right. The systems are the systems. They're they're not changing exactly. easily or quickly. Right, absolutely. And, and where we are at 19 stores, you know, we're still uh, a, a bit in that pioneer stage. We're still evolving and changing and adapting. Um, but we are moving a little bit more into a more systemized process and – I guess that's why I've always been drawn to emerging brands. I, I love this stage because right. we really are attractive to both. Like if you are a pioneer, we're, we're still growing. But if you happen to be somebody who wants to follow this set procedures, we have that in place as well. That's terrific. Have you found that they, your franchisees have like diverse backgrounds, Rob? You know, I mean, do you find them coming oh, yeah. from, you know, again, your founders came from corporate America, yeah. you know, so I mean, it, it makes sense. But do you find that diversity in your franchisees? There's definitely a diversity in background. I would say mm-hmm. every, every fr- franchisee uh, does have a special place in their heart for companions. You know, this is a business for pet lovers, not pet owners. Uh, right. So I would say that's consistent. But the background, yeah, sure. it, it can range from somebody who is in corporate America, somebody living in the military, um, or it could be somebody who, you know, kids have started going off to school and right. they've always had a dream of running their own business and they got drawn towards wagon wash. So, yeah, the, it, there's really no step model there. Um, but I think that's what's so attractive to franchising. It, it, people have had a dream of manifesting their destiny and running their own business, uh, but they don't necessarily want to go through the entrepreneurial part of that and right. uh Build it from scratch, if you will. Your businesses are—I mean, it's really—it's—it's it's relationship driven, Rob. I mean, you know, you, ha- you have your relationships with your franchisees, you have your relationships with the the pet owners, and of course, I guess you have your relationships even with the pets, don't you? You know, I mean, so it's—it's it's really, it's yeah. really a relationship driven business, isn't it? it? It really is, and and I and I think that's what life is about. It's about relationships, right. and sure. I think business is, is an offshoot of that. And yeah, I you know I think anybody who has been in franchising, it, gosh, it, it's a 
it's a unique relationship, isn't it? Like it is. um, There's nothing else on the planet that I've come across that kind of even gets close, but you, you meet somebody like you have a couple phone calls, you do a discovery day, you know, you get to know each other as best as you can and you're signing minimum a five-year agreement, typically a 10. That's a long time. It is. And so, you know, how do you kind of manage that process to understand that uh, it, it is a partnership, and uh, but it, it, it is a unique relationship, and it's. Uh, but Great. I love it. You know, it's terrific. What's the training like today uh, for your franchisees, Rob? Do they still come out to corporate headquarters? Is that how it works? Yeah, training has really uh, has definitely changed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think when I first joined the company. Gosh, I can't remember. Uh, I, you know, it was a certain time in Colorado, and then some time, uh, you know, out of the store opening. Right. Uh, what we right. do now is actually a three-phase training approach. Um, okay. So after you sign the franchise agreement, uh, you come out for uh, five to seven days, and that a lot of that's focused on culture, uh, business acumen, um, uh, real estate construction, just kind of kind of getting you prepped for the next couple months. Right. Uh, you then come out for phase two, which is uh, a couple weeks, and that is spent fully immersed in working in a store. How do you open it? How do you close it? How do you run it? Right. Then what we do with our opening process, so you know, a lot of times you'll see it's like, oh, well, when we're opening your store, that's training. But right. it, it kind of is, but the franchisee is, you know, it's so busy. They're so overwhelmed. Nothing is really retained. So right. we, we add on extra days to the opening that's after the store is opened and after they've settled okay. a little bit where we spend more time training. Then we come back out and uh, depending on the grand opening schedule, but within four to six weeks. And as part of the grand opening, we, we come out there early or we stay later to spend more time on training. Um, we just hired in a director of training as well. Okay. And, you know, I, I come from an operations background and I, I see mm-hmm. this training is the, it's the foundation of everything you do, everything. Right. And so right. we're, we're just very committed today to, um, being the best in class and, and, you know, how, how do we help our franchisees launch better, quicker and faster? The, the product line of the goods, the goods that you carry, Rob, I mean, are really, it's, it's very impressive. I remember talking to the founders a couple of years ago, and I remember them. I mean, it looked good enough for a person to eat. You know, I just said, I yeah. mean, really very impressive. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of product knowledge that goes into that, you know, in the training as well as, you know, knowing there's your product. You know, there's and, a lot. You know, it, there's a lot yeah, to retain. Yeah, it's a unique you know? industry. It's a lot to retain, and it changes frequently. So, there, right. there, yeah, there, there's definitely a kind of a lot to to kind of get in, but it is fascinating. I mean, it's the the pet food industry is so different than it was even a decade ago. Uh, there's a brand called Honest Kitchen that mm-hmm. is bringing out a line of, of pet food, and it's uh, it's it, it's one the only that's graded as uh, as human grade. So like when right. we went to the trade show, like I ate the pet food, and I'm still here, so <laughs> I'm sure it's okay. That's great. Yeah, That's great. It's, but it, it's it's you know the the same philosophies that apply to the food that you and I would eat apply to our right. companions. They have new different nutritional requirements, but it's the same for anybody. Uh, the better you eat, the healthier you are. So that's that's kind of where the our our philosophy is. 
And, you know, we kind of see ourselves as, you know, kind of what Whole Foods did back in the day. It's like, you know, if you right. come into one of our stores, there's right. a high quality product. Now, we, we'll sure. work with you to find the right one for your specific needs. But whatever is in here is high quality. There's no corn, no wheat, no soy, no artificial preservatives, no animal byproducts. Um, And we we spend a lot of due diligence researching any brand before it comes in to make sure it fits our standards. It's nice having that repeat sale factor too, Rob. You know, I imagine you see your you see your customers more frequently than compared to like a lot of other industries or types of businesses, you know, and I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. That helps you develop those relationships as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you develop the relationships and, you know, there, there's, there is such a strong experiential factor in a wagon wash, right. Right. you know, between the self-wash, the in-house bakery. And I can't tell you how many times I'm in a store, a customer will walk in with their companion and like, you know, I don't, I don't really need to buy anything. I was just here three days ago. Uh, I just want to hang out and because my companion loves being in here. <laughs> You're like, Great, How often do you see that? I mean, like, that's, yeah, it just it yeah, doesn't happen. Have a good you know, time. Like, any type of yeah. That's fantastic. I think that's great. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, it, it's, it's describing a typical day. I imagine as a franchisee, you know, it, it's the day goes by rather quickly because it is a, a fun type of franchise, but, you know, maybe you talk a little bit about that for our listeners, Rob, you know, I mean, what is a typical day like as a wagon wash franchisee? Yeah, it's a full day. And, you know, I, I always believe in transparency. Absolutely. You're spending a lot of your time with companions, your companion animals, and you're running a business. And I, I think that's something sometimes that young, uh, I don't want to say young, but, uh, somebody who's new to business coming into franchising, uh, they right. have that dream of running a business, but there is the reality of, of, of running a business. Uh, so yeah, typically right. you come in and, and ha- get your store open, make sure you're set for the day. Uh, you may have a couple hours of admin work, be on top of your ordering and paperwork, that sort sure. of thing. And most of the other time is spent, you know, building and growing your business. And, that's where we're also part of the process just to kind of help guide them on transition from, you know, what's typically called working in your business to working on right. your business. Right. And, right. you know, it, it's different for each franchisee. Uh, but, you know, we, we typically would see the first three to six months, hey, look, we're just here to work in your business, grow your customer base. And then after about six months, we want to get you out into the community and not be right. in the store every single day. And that, right. that's part of what we call our uh, cradle to success plan, uh, which is just basically a huge giant checklist from the moment they sign the franchise agreement to and beyond of what are the steps to grow your business. That's terrific. You've been doing this for a while now, Rob, so I can ask the next question to someone like yourself. I, you know, the, I, I was mentioning earlier, you know, our listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs, and there's so much out there today, as you know, to choose from. It seems like there's like, I, I read recently, I think it's up to like some like 3,800 different systems in Correct. the U.S. It's crazy, isn't it? So, I mean, where does somebody begin? It, it, or what advice is. would you give? I mean, where does somebody begin? You know, when when you're looking to buy a franchise, uh, I mean, how how do you get the whole thing started? Or what? Where would you tell our listeners to begin in their quest? Yeah. What's important? Well, well, first I have to tell you, thank you so much for asking that question. 
and mm-hmm. and there's a specific reason for that. Yeah. Uh, I I I love franchising, and you know I kind of fell into this. I'm I'm enamored with the process. I love it. Right. And That's great. but like with anything, you know there there can be certain procedures and practices is out there that can give franchising a bad name. And right. I, I appreciate anybody that's within franchising that's doing the work to kind of uphold the process. Cause I just firmly believe right. in it. Right. The number one thing that I, I tell anybody who, who's looking to buy a franchise is first and foremost, do your own kind of internal process to make sure that right. running a business is actually the right fit for you first sure second is franchising the right model for you because so many times i think people will will join franchising and they they hear it but it doesn't exactly land and they think well i'm going to be able to change that right and look franchisors take their operations manual it's sacrosanct it's it's it is very very important and I think sometimes, especially for emerging brands, uh, a franchisee will, will join an emerging brand and kind of say, well, I can change that. I don't like that, but I can do right. it differently. Exactly. And the franchisee says, uh, no, you, you actually can't. Well, we're open to the feedback, right. but you can't just change it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So the first thing I tell anyone is, is really kind of do your, your due diligence on what franchising really is. And and kind of looking in the mirror to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Right. Once you determine that it is, then it's about finding the right brand that's the right fit. And a lot of that is actually usually driven by, by your capital. Um, you know, right. how much you have to, to spend on it and, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of return on investment are you, are you, are you looking at? You can so narrow it down something with capital, we do, can't you? Yeah. That that's going to knock out, you know, thirty to forty percent, you know, exactly, just, just right there, exactly. just kind of what what you're right. looking at. Then I would tell anybody to look at it from: Are you looking for something where you're uh, what's called owner operator, where the right. model is kind of based on you being in the business every day in the beginning, or uh-huh. are you looking at something that's semi absentee? Uh, you should be in there, but you don't have to be in there every day. Or absentee. This is something where you buy it and you you hire a manager and they run it. Right. Right. So I I think so much of of the work is really on the front end and and just being clear on what an individual's needs and wants are before they start kicking the tires on, on the different brands. Franchisees are unique entrepreneurs, aren't they, Rob? You know, in the sense that, you know, they want to go into their own business, but, you know, they also have to be able to follow that system, right? And they have to have the appreciation for the brand and the training and all of that, you know. So, you know, I always call them, you know, very unique types of entrepreneurs, you know. It's, you know, because an entrepreneur... It, it, in many sometimes definitions you see used, I mean, they're creative people. You know, they like to reinvent the wheel, you know. Correct. So it, it's uh, not always an easy find, you know, to, to find that perfect match for the franchisor and franchisee. Yeah, you want somebody with an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. But right. at the same time, isn't going to spend, you know, 60% of their time just throwing ideas at the franchisor and – you know, because the franchisor is hearing 50 ideas from every franchisee and, like, how do you kind of process that? And and I think it's important for franchisors, and this is something Wagon Watch does, is, is to have a system 
for ideas so that right. they can be heard one or two times a year, especially when you're in the emerging stage. Because at the end of the day, the franchisees are, are front and center, and you are sure. foolish not to listen to them and understand where their unique pain points are, but also knowing right. that you can't say yes to everything because right. you're never going to get everything, anything done. That's right. What are Wagon Wash's plans for the future, Rob? I mean, where do you see the organization, you know, if you could look into a crystal ball, maybe like three to five years down the road? Yeah. So what our approach is, is, is we, we kind of internally speak about Wagon Wash as a generational business. Right. And so what that means is, you know, my, my, I have a daughter. She's, she's almost two. Like, okay. I want my grandkids to be walking into a wagon wash and, and, and having that experience generations after, after generations. So right. our approach is, is kind of with that in mind. There, there's not some sort of we need to be at 100 stores by 2022 so that okay. we can – the founders are going to sell it or bring in equity or something like that. So right. we're, we're very specific on, on making sure we bring in the right fits. I, I, I say we're doing it right. Like we're, we're not letting our growth get ahead of our resources and, right. and making sure we're, we're pacing in that direction. Uh, you know, I, I like to see us get to, you know, about 25 stores in the next two to three years. And after that, we would probably get a little bit more aggressive on growth. Um, and kind of with an eye on getting to 50 stores, you know, you know, in you know, five, six years, give or take. Um, but this was something that when the founders hired me and it was, we, we, we just really clicked and aligned with this. Uh, we, we, we have those internal growth numbers, but they've always said what's most important is that it's the right fit and that the franchisees are profitable. And, they they have no interest, nor do I, in hitting some growth number, but right. yet, you know half the system is struggling because yeah right. you got them opened, but the systems weren't there. So that that, that that's, that's great. You know, once they said that, I I say wow, I got to be part of this. So <laughs> and it's, it must be amazing for the founders too, Rob. You know, because I, I as I mentioned to you, I got to interview them, and they seem like you know really nice guys. And, great you guys. know, it, it just it must be a wonderful great feeling guys. for them to see. You know, we're the because I mean, you think about how this whole thing started. You know, and I said it's just, it's such a classic marketing story. Is you know they they wanted to solve a problem. You know, they had this personal problem and and, yeah. and they did it. You know, and, and and when you see where the organization is today, I just thought it was such a wonderful story. You know, and it's just uh, it is it's, it's one of those great stories. You just I I, I teach. Uh, uh, for Purdue University in their global division, and um, it's just I one of those stories that. I love to share. You know, it really is. It's fantastic. You know, it's just it's it's a classic marketing story. You know, and and I just you know you love to you know share in that experience. I, I think it's terrific. What's the best way for our listeners, Rob, so they can get more information? You know, Wagon Watch, of, of course, the service and the products, but even the of course more so the franchise opportunity itself. Any websites that you like them to go to to check yeah, out? Yeah, the best way to go is, is wagonwash.com, and over the top okay. right, you'll you'll see franchising. Click okay. on that. That's going to take you to our whole franchise site. Lots of amazing videos, testimonials from our franchisees, things for me, things from the founders. You can really get to see who we are like on our website. That's fantastic.
Fantastic. And I'd like to thank you again, Rob, for coming on the show. You know, and I'd like to invite you back again, like in another couple of years, you know, and just watch the growth of Wagon Watch because I'm a real big fan of this, this yeah, franchise. I, I love you know, it. I just, yeah, I love that. We'll, we'll, we'll do it every three years. And we'll, we'll, we'll that see sounds where we are. terrific to me. That's a date. Okay. Well, it was great talking to you, Rob. I wish you a happy <laughs> holiday. And, and I'll talk to you again yeah, soon. Happy it was holiday, great to party. have you on the show. All right. Take thank care, you so sir. much, Rob. We'll be right bye. back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. 
Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast you get to hear, a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today's Great Quote in Franchising podcast comes from Mary Jane Riva, the CEO of Pizza Factory. And Mary Jane gave some great advice. You know, one of the questions we frequently ask on the show when we have someone like Mary Jane is, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? And she said that you should look under the hood. And, you know, I thought her advice was very original, but you have to listen to the podcast to find out why. So here we go with Mary Jane Riva, CEO of Pizza Factory. Hi, Franchise. You know, we've been doing the show such a long time now, and and one of the the biggest things we've learned is that, you know, a lot of our listeners – and their quest to buy a franchise, they don't know where to begin because, like you were saying earlier, there, there's so much out there today. You know, I mean, there's just yeah. so much to choose from. Most of them don't even know where to begin. It just becomes overwhelming. Yep. You know, from everything you've learned, you know, up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners? Well, the first, there's a couple things, and one that as we're going through this journey ourselves, from being a franchisee to the franchisor, is understanding the role of the franchisor versus mm-hmm. the franchisee. That's a really big, important, really what is the role that you're playing versus the franchisor. And then when right. you're looking at brands, the other thing for brands to me is is really looking under the hood. Don't just sure. look at all the stuff on the surface. Really dig down. Uh, see what extra charge is there. You know, are they marking up stuff? You know, really evaluate a brand to a brand and not just the fluff kind of stuff that you see on the top. And it's a lot of due diligence. Right. But, you know, ask, ask the questions that are, that are going to be once you're in there. You know, are they marking up the food product? Are they marking up advertising materials? You know, what, what are you paying? So really, really dig down and ask um, a lot more questions. And right. I, would talk to, I would talk to a lot of franchisees that are in the system and see how they feel about the franchisor and the, the brand itself. I would do a lot of due diligence with franchisees because they're the ones that are going to tell you. Right, absolutely. I love how you said look under the hood. You know, I, I mentioned doing the show such a long time. I've never heard that analogy before. I think that's very clever to look under the hood, you know, to go deep, you know, mm-hmm. inside and look what's under, not yeah. just what's on top. You know, we have this great quote in yeah. franchising. I'm going to put that one in there because uh, I, I, I think that's fantastic. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Pizza Factory, I mean, you have a lot of franchisees that you can call, right? I mean, I think you're up to, is it over 100 yes. franchisees now, Mary yes. Jane? So there's yeah. plenty of people We've got you know, that, that have, oh, good. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was going to say we oh, we sorry. have them. They've been in the system for they've been in the system for 30 years. We have franchisees, you know, that've been in that long, and we have them that are just getting on. So there's a wide range. So and you want to hit right. all those. You know, you want to hit the newbies. You want to hit the older ones. You want to yes. want to get their feel of what's been going on and how they've been treated. And but, but yeah, it's there's a lot of people to call. There's a lot of people to ask. There's a lot of different town sizes so when you're doing mm-hmm. your due diligence right you know really 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 get out there and, and dig deep 
If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Pizza Factory, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and click on Food Franchises, and you can hear the whole interview there. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a huge success. You know, it's hard to imagine when we started the show that our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast was going to become just as big as our regular show. So we want to thank everyone again and continue to listen to our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.